Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Strange Heartland podcast. In my most recent upload, I spoke briefly on the state of the podcast and how we would be taking a strange tour of the Midwestern United States, state by state. Don't get me wrong, I still intend to, and in two weeks we will be discovering the strange history of a small 300-acre island just off the coast of Ohio, of all places. Nestled on Lake Erie near Sandusky, Ohio, lies Johnson's Island. So, since I last signed off, um, I've had a couple updates. Number one, I am building a legit website for the podcast. Um, I have no idea how long it's going to take me to get it up and running, but it is there. Um, I have been put in contact with someone who does merch, which is pretty cool. So, um, if there's a demand for that, I'll definitely um, get that rolling at some point. And... The way that I met this person who does, like, printing and whatnot is actually I signed somebody on to the staff here at the podcast, and her name is Jory, and she is my social media manager. So she's really been doing a lot of uh, a lot of work on Instagram for us. I don't know if you guys have noticed the changes, but um, it's a lot more frequent, which is awesome. When I was doing it, um, I was pretty uh, – well, I mean, I was going through some things, but um, <clears throat> now that I have a good head on my shoulders and I have somebody else who's with me in this, um, it's definitely become more constant, even though it's only been a few days. Um, so without going too much into that, Jory, I'm really glad that you're here with us, and I'm glad uh, that you are pushing for a lot of the changes that you are and that we will be moving forward in the right direction. So, Jory, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. <clears throat> so, instead of starting our journey in Ohio, I wanted to start Season 2 much like I started Season 1. Um, I wanted to share with you all another personal experience that affected several members of my family and would leave me terrified to even see the building that my sister lived in. So, with that said... Roll the theme music. So my sister is a good 12 years older than me, and she was a very young mother. Her son, my nephew, we were more or less brothers as he was born when I was three. Needless to say, we were very close and spent a lot of time together. When I was about 10, she moved into this old red brick department that used to serve the sleepy little neighborhood as a corner grocery store at one point in time. And believe it or not, had a reputation of being a hideout for gangsters from nearby Chicago to come and lay low for a while. I remember pulling up to the apartment for the first time, and I immediately knew something wasn't quite right with it. I had always been sensitive to the feeling of strange energies or paranormal presences. 
Maybe being born into a life where the paranormal activity was so strong that my first words were not mommy or daddy, but rather the big monkey who I called the shadow man that plagued my sleep and tossed me to and fro in my crib. Maybe that led me to being able to sense otherworldly presences. But enough about that. If you'd like to hear more, um, check out episode one called Home Sweet Home. We pulled up to my sister's door in our little 1998 red mercury tracer that my dad absolutely loved <laughs> and got out. I remember vividly standing there canvassing the side of the building with my eyes when I, when I saw what I thought was my nephew in his bedroom window. I waved and saw the blinds move. Almost immediately, her door opens, and there standing at the door was my nephew greeting us with the biggest smile on his face. I looked up again and watched the blind swaying slowly to a stop. Later that afternoon, while playing WWF No Mercy, which is, by the way, the best wrestling game of all time, come at me, bro, I asked him if he saw us pull up from his bedroom window, which was upstairs and basically across the building, in which he replied no, he was downstairs in the kitchen when he heard the car doors which led me to come to the conclusion that something wasn't quite right already. I stayed the night there regularly, nearly every other weekend for the next year or so. At first, it was just normal. Um, there wasn't any real experiences or anything to, to write home about or to talk to you about. Um, but eventually they did start and the experiences started out innocently enough. Occasionally late at night, you'd hear the floorboards creak above you as if someone took a few steps. And that's not uncommon with old houses. I mean, they settle all the time, so I kind of just thought that maybe the house was settling or um, the jury was still out on what it was. I, I do know that I kept remembering that there was something in my nephew's window looking at us and... Uh, so that was always in the back of my mind, but I always wanted to believe that maybe I was just imagining it and that the house was really settling and there was nothing here. And I really didn't want there to be anything because shortly before she moved into this place, um, I had become aware that the place that I inhabited as a, as a child was extremely uh, active with strange experiences. Um, so I was like on high alert at all times that everything was haunted, you know, but, um, I always wanted to believe that it necessarily wasn't. It was just my, my imagination and it was just a house settling, but eventually these small steps over time led to normal strides on the hall upstairs. And in time that led to them stopping at the top of the stairs. The entity grew bolder and came down the stairs into the dining room, through the kitchen, and stopping at the threshold of the living room where I almost always slept. Now I use the word slept very loosely here because most of my nights more or less consisted of staying up till dawn or doing anything I could to get my mind off the fact that I was always hearing footsteps stopping like 15 feet away from me throughout the night. My sister was a young adult at the time and usually had a few friends over. She often mentioned to them that something wasn't quite right and she felt her apartment was more or less haunted. She hung out with the skeptical sort and they began to jokingly poke fun at her experiences and try to explain them away, which is fine. Um, 
And just as my sister began to think that maybe there was a rational explanation for everything she had experienced, a mountain bike that belonged to her boyfriend flew off the hooks it was hanging on and slammed to the young man who mocked the spirits the most. After noticing that both hooks were still firmly secured into the wall and that they hadn't just fallen out, they all quickly cleared out of the apartment and most of them never came back. My sister Kate was home alone one day, standing at the sink washing dishes, listening to music, singing and dancing along with the tracks, when she picked up what she thought was the sound of a woman softly crying. She lowered the volume of her favorite widespread panic CD and searched throughout the house. She went through the house checking every room, every closet, and even looked outside the building, but the source of crying eluded her, but always present. She returned to the kitchen when she felt the atmosphere change. Like when someone approaches you and they take up space, uh, changing the way the room sounds, you know, you know what I'm saying. Anyway, she re-enters the dining room where the staircase was and she couldn't believe what she was looking at. Sitting on the stairs, clear as day, was a young woman dressed in a nightgown, almost covered in a soot-like substance. She looked up at my sister slowly, tears streaming down her face, and slowly vanished before her eyes. Almost immediately after she was gone, the door to my nephew's room at the top of the stairs slowly shut. She later heard from a neighbor that at some point there had been a fire and a family died from smoke inhalation. I looked that up and I couldn't find anything um, about that little tidbit. It could just be that the neighbors were just feeding her whatever she wanted to believe in. One night when the creep factor was especially high and I felt incredibly easy. I mean, I always felt uneasy in the house, but there was something in the air that night that made me feel like I needed to go upstairs and maybe be near adults and feel more secure. My sister settled me in down in my nephew's room, and I remember lying awake for what seemed like hours. It was eerily quiet, and I welcomed the sound of the furnace kicking on and the air blasting through the old floor grates. The house fell silent. I began to doze off, and nearly as soon as my eyes were closed, I heard the stairs slowly creaking with what seemed like an eternity before I heard the next one. I was hoping and praying to God that that would be the extent of the activity for the night, but then I heard it reach the top of the stairs. It moved towards the doorway, and accompanying the noisy floorboards was the sound of something desperately trying to breathe. I heard the sharp-drawn breaths move to the foot of the bed. The breathing grew louder and more desperate. I felt hands pushed down on the mattress around my feet. I was too afraid to look at what was at the foot of the bed. The hands began to move up the bed and felt like someone was crawling into bed with me. I tried to remain calm, but soon lost it, when on the back of my head and neck, I felt the heat from warm, damp breaths seep onto my flesh. I leapt out of bed and ran down the stairs, tripping on the landing over a toy fire truck that my nephew had left there. That's when I looked up, and I didn't see a young girl in a nightgown, but a solid black shadow of a man watching me. 
I was petrified with fear as I sat there staring up at this black mass that began to move down the stairs towards me. The light in my sister's room went on and the shadow seemingly evaporated into thin air. She'd hurried down the steps and comforted me throughout the night with a pot of coffee and fresh baked cookies. When someone experiences something like that, that's typically the final straw, especially when you have a choice not to go back there. But my final straw came a few months later. The activity had been exceptionally quiet and nothing of note. I mean, just the usual floorboards creaking. Uh, maybe you heard somebody call your name. Uh, that was common too. Uh, my sister would frequently think that she heard her boyfriend call her name um, and then she'd go and look and there was nothing there. I decided not to try sleeping upstairs anymore and I began forcing myself to fall asleep before my sister and her boyfriend did because in the way my mind was working at that point, um, I'd miss out on most of the spookiness because I was asleep while it happened. I guess uh, the ghost or ghost or whatever the hell it was had other plans because all of a sudden one night, because one night I settled in on the couch. Um, I left a lamp on, I turned the TV off, and I was trying my hardest to go to sleep. Nothing happened, and I did. But then all of a sudden, out of a deep sleep, I woke up fully awake, facing the doorway to the kitchen. And I could feel something in the room with me, over there by the doorway. The familiar breathing started and I sat up on the couch ready to make a run for it when the lamp that I had on for the comfort lighting went out. I sat there on the couch, petrified. Um, I couldn't move. I wanted to move, but I just couldn't move. And I heard, like, shuffling footsteps, and it was, like, it wasn't slow methodical like walking over to somebody like it was like shuffling like a crazy beast was coming after me or I, I don't even know I, but I couldn't move and then all of a sudden I felt the couch start shaking and I started crying but like the tears and, and the screams wouldn't come out and the and it really felt like the whole house was shaking and the breathing like amplified and, and it turned into like almost screaming the lights and TV flicked on and off. I finally found the courage and I noped the hell out of there and as soon as I got out of the room, it all stopped. Um, it was just like it was before anything had happened. The, the light was back on. Uh, the couch was in the same position. The way that the couch was shaking, I was sure that I was like, the couch must have been like halfway in the middle of the room at that point. Um, but, but when I checked, everything was like the way that it was when I, I had went to sleep. I sat in the corner of the kitchen for the rest of the night watching the living room, waiting for my invisible assailant to step out, but nothing ever did. And I never went back to the house on Ninth and Wells again. So that was a shorty, but a goodie. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that. That's one of my personal experiences, and unfortunately, that wasn't the last time that my sister... Uh, I used to think that my sister was haunted and I thought that things would follow her around. Um, after she moved out of that place, 
She moved into a small one-bedroom apartment with her best friend, Joy, that also had kind of similar um, activity. I used to frequently hear something in the kitchen walking around like all night long. Um, And there was a small closet in the living room uh, that would just open by itself constantly. Um, And I always felt like something was watching me through there. Uh, One night I was trying to sleep and I heard someone say, hey, like really loudly. And it almost sounded like a little kid. Um, And it woke me up out out of it like a dead sleep. And uh, I felt the, the... the stand, the tall lamp. It was like a standing lamp. Turn on, and I heard someone like right in my face scream. It wasn't like a scream. It was like a yell. I was like, "Hey!" And I woke up, and there was nothing there. And of course, I was up after that. I didn't go back to sleep, but I remember it clear as day. And then shortly after that, she moved into another apartment, which. Um, take everything that I just told you about this house this house on Ninth and Wells and amplify it by about five um that house was something there was something terrible there but anyway that's enough for tonight and I greatly appreciate each and every one of you listening um I want to thank Jory for coming on board and helping me out and keep an eye out for that new website Uh, I don't know when it'll be up and running but I am working on it as we speak so with that being said thank you all for sticking with me through this and uh, here's the season 2 and up next Ohio so thank you and good night Thank you.